time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can are you get serious? people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you nice before things. they tell you how to get improvements. No way. Gotta check out Joke Workshop. But welcome to LWAFLMOIT. Uh, here's our theme song. Anyway. Uh, oh, should I do it? Nah, let's skip it. Uh, no, I got a guitar. Okay. Oh, you just happen to have a guitar. <laughs> All right. So, all, all right. right. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. <clears throat> spent my spent my days with a Michael unkind. Watched my podcast and drank all my pot my wine. Made up my mind, make a new start, going to Mutiny Radio in San Francisco and California's heart. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. One more verse. Okay. Mountains and the sea start to tremble and shake. Children of the sun began to awake. But it really needs R. L W A F L M O Y T. All right, perfect. That was perfect timing. I got the uh, YouTube set up. Welcome, L W A F L M O Y T, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing swell. It's uh, we are live uh, here at MutinyRadio.fm. We just followed what's really happening with Luke. Uh, Luke's hanging around here. Will he do our countdown, please? I'm hoping he's do our countdown. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I am here with Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. We watch a full-length movie with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We pick a movie on YouTube. You watch it with us. You listen to the podcast while watching the movie. We make a go of it. Mainly, we pick movies that are just terrible. And it's just <laughs> so much better to watch it together. Am I right? today's society yeah. i guess anyway so we are actually here every sunday at 2 p.m pacific standard time 5 p.m pacific standard time uh every sunday here at mutinyradio.fm where we stream first uh normally we do a pre-record but uh, we're doing uh, because it's the fourth of july we are here yeah. live uh very excited and we are going to skip the movie we promised to watch last week right we promised to watch uh uh, Mike, I'd just like to say, if it's okay. Yeah, please do. You. Go ahead. Okay, so there was like we were in, it, it was it was we were at the Mutiny Radio uh, Comedy Festival. I think it was the seventh annual, and then the COVID hit. I flew home. We didn't call it that, right? We called it coronavirus. And since then, we've been recording. Right, this is the first time you're live since the pandemic. True. Yeah, that's true, man. Wonderful. Welcome back, Michael. Michael, welcome back. Uh, thanks, Carl. There's something wrong with my YouTube. Uh, but we are Great. going to watch. It's in the title of the show. What happened to my YouTube? 
Uh, yeah, I'm here in the studio. I'm really excited. You know, you could go ahead to muniradio.fm and hit the donation button. And if not, uh, you can go ahead and uh, go to Venmo. Oh, Venmo. And uh, it's at mutinyradio.fm. Uh, no, no, it's, is it? It's not just at Mutiny Radio? Uh, Give them yeah. money on Venmo, folks. Yeah, it's just Mutiny Radio. What's up with that? Oh, I just, uh, Luke You're just left. The board. We're not working the Zoom. Zoom right. recording. No, no, we're, we're good. I, I am. Uh, I was. We were hoping to get Luke to do the countdown, but he is in the other room. So we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is this movie? Well, I set it up. Uh, the Paul Brum brought on uh, YouTube. Okay. What are is you this sure movie? Luke won't do it. He's he's out of the building. Show must go on. He left the building. Show must go on. Uh, Show must go on. Who else is there? Anybody? <sighs> yes, you tell us the movie, and you give me enough time to, for me to get the Paul Brum bot set up. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today we are not watching Pound. We are not watching Pound, okay? Sorry about that miscommunication. We just wanted to go live for the first time since the pandemic. Today, you will go to your YouTube search engine and put in Barry McKenzie Holds His Own, 1974. Barry McKenzie Holds His Own, 1974. B-A-R-R-Y, of course. And then McKenzie's M-C-K-E-N. Z-I-E-M-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Barry McKenzie holds his own 1974. And the channel we like is the Supreme Wizard of such and such. I think it was Jahayan. I forget. Whatever one says the Supreme Wizard, you're on the right channel. So you know what? It's been a year and a half since I used the uh, second computer, which... For some reason, the return button doesn't work. So I was able to okay. type in LWAFLMOYT for our LWAFLMOYT channel, but mm-hmm. I cannot hit return, so I cannot get the Paul Brumbot. So I'm thinking two things. I'm going to be watching this movie on my phone, and then uh, we're going to have to count down. Okay, so we'll count down live. You supreme wizard, huh? Yeah, should I go to my computer, pull up somebody's, no, we're, we're just live. We'll just... All right, all right. We'll just... <laughs> Look, the countdown's supposed to be a special feature on the show, right? We always have some... How about I use my do you drum want me, box? Do you want me to go outside and get them? Yeah. If all right, like, okay. If it's right. nice and friendly and let's do, you know, if he's into it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that this is our first show back from bed then. Oh, old news, old news. You already heard that. Okay. I think it's important that you donate money to Mutiny Radio. Oh, wait, we, we beat that over the head. It was, we're beating a dead horse with that thing. Okay, our anachronism, our, our, well, our initials are L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's how you find us as a podcast. Go to iTunes or whatever gives you a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Totally dumb name. Right, but I, I, I get it. That, that became my married name when I joined Mike's show. What can I do about it? Okay. L-W-A-F-L. Thank M-O-I-T. you, Carl. What's well, up, we're very excited. We have Luke from the show that starts at noon. What's really happening? Hi, Luke. Yeah. Hey, Luke. What's Thanks. really happening? Great show oh, you you've got. Hey, I've, man. So yeah, we really like your show. Talk to you in person. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I've listened to uh, your shows. I, I like it's right after mine, so I'm just, yeah. I'm here sitting, drinking, and enjoying your show a lot of times. Yeah, Perfect. no, it helps us out, and we we uh, great timing. 
Well, one of our great features of the show is that we're going to watch this movie on YouTube all at the same time. So we want to make sure we're synced up. So Hell we need yeah. someone to yep. count it down and say go. So can you give us a great three, two, one, go? <coughs> okay. And when you say go, we're going to hit play. So we want you, by this point, you have, as Carl said, Barry McKenzie holds his own 1974 full movie. It's a uh, Supreme Wizard. Supreme and you, Wizard. And you have it paused three or zero, zero. Thank zero, you, zero, zero. Here comes Luke. Three, two, one, go. We're launched. All right. We are launched. That's cool. This Thanks. is the cultural minister of Australia. Oh, because he has a Foster's beer behind him? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you see how it's the outback outside his windows? Oh, so this is full on Australian. So hang on a second. Yeah. Luke, do you want to hang out and watch the movie with us? I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll Luke, be here. Hang out. Okay, I can't figure out the YouTube because I, I the return, it's been here. I haven't been here in 14 months and I can't hit return I'll on be the here. keyboard. I'll be here. We'll figure that out. He probably won't get YouTube on this. Okay. Yeah, so we're watching this on my phone. Right? On oh, right. I don't know what that yeah. means. We'll figure it out. Now, he's bragging about the cultural oh, yeah. renaissances Perfect. that have been happening around the world. Like, he likens himself to the Greeks and to the Italian renaissance. And then he starts bragging about Australia's film renaissance. Yeah, because I still got that thing. And he's like, he got a goofy accent. It's really exaggerated. You know, they're playing up. They're making fun of themselves, like Homer Simpson might make fun of Americans, and that's all we're American. Still, really They're doing the same thing. I'll try to take it off here. So I'm this is there. like, yeah. do you think like movie introductions, we still got Luke here hanging out? Oh, uh, yeah, we just have a very small screen. I'm going to try to sync up any other one. Do you think movies uh, come to a grinding halt when they have a guy saying, hello, welcome to the movie, and before we yep. start, it's like a grinding yep. halt sketch. Yeah. The thing is, Barry McKenzie was very grounded, you know. It was, you know, a bloke's experience going to the homeless. This film is not very grounded. It's fantastical. You'll see. I don't think it's a good follow-up to McKenzie because they really had gold with that first film. Well, this one is definitely not grounded. We just saw the earth disappear, and now we're literally in the skies. <laughs> now, here's a song. Maybe you'll turn up your uh, I can't, volume. I can't. I'm and just I'm, I'm trying one thing about time. Barry McKenzie, like in this overblown way. Now, he's just supposed to be your common average man. Right. He's Barry, Barry McKenzie. Oh, Donald Pleasant. Right. Exactly. He's the Duke of New York. Duke, yeah, you're going to like New York. That's right. He's from Escape from New York. I'm the Duke. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is this film makes a mistake in making this guy like a famous person and a superhero. Uh -huh. When in truth, you know, the, the success of the first film was about him just being this average, goofy Australian guy. Very, you know, run of the mill. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, sick. You know, not one of these letters has hit me yet. I keep dodging them as they come towards me. This is exciting. Like, I can't believe they spent how much money on the budget. I can help. <laughs> this oh. film made a lot of money. Now, they spent 400000 Australian dollars, 450 and they made $1,400,000 thousand australian dollars so they made their bucks again pete best does the music but not the beetle mike you know that peter best was a pretty bad drummer right 
but Peter Better was atrocious. Peter Better, Mike, yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Do you see the French pilot? I do. He's getting a, a leg up on the aviation. Get it? His uh, yeah. yeah, leg up. Get so it, you get a leg up. We we uh, 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 what is that? Frogs. Yeah, they're giving frogs legs and snails. <laughs> oh, is this a French airline? Oh, that was a French yeah, pilot. Yep. And wow. the French pilot is going to bang the stewardess in the cockpit, leading to the plane almost crashing. You'll see. Uh, uh, uh. Right? Uh-huh. This is your pilot speaking. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. And they're like, oh, no. You know what that means. <laughs> they so, see Auntie Edna's tiara. Right. Well, she's Dame Edna. Right. But these two goofs in the front seat think she's the Queen of England. Oh, well. So is this an Australian to France airline? I guess yes, because it'll be all these Aussies on the plane. <laughs> so is this the second movie? Why do I keep thinking it's Rides Again? I know, I know. I, I was thinking that too, but you might have put it in my head. Yes, this is the second and last film. Oh, wow. So he doesn't really hold his own after. Well, he holds his own. Yeah, that's right. Prattfall, Prattfall! So the two goofs in the front seat decide they are going to kidnap the Queen of England. Oh, really? On a plane? Right. Don't they know that the Queen of England has security? <laughs> That's exactly who they think Barry McKenzie is, is her security guard. Well, he is wearing a Buckingham Palace uh, hat. <laughs> yeah. See, the, uh, the, see way how this film isn't grounded? You wouldn't do that on a plane. You wouldn't, you know, everyone's make a fountain of fosters <laughs> in the back they do it all the time you see how pretty on edda is she's so pretty you see the subtitles that's their funny joke because they're speaking english but you don't understand australian right so they're translating well that's a that's a i wish they did that the entire movie yep they're Australian. The uh, auto-generated closed <laughs> captioning on the YouTube makes more sense. Yeah. Now um, he's like, I'm off to the porcelain gate. That's the thing I okay. wanted to mention is that this movie, we watched Barry McKenzie, the first one. And Barry McKenzie is basically Austin Powers. It's, it's Patrick Clouseau. It's the love guru. It's a really funny guy. It's, it's, it's uh, oh gosh, Wayne's World. Because there's Wayne and there's Garth. Well, you're describing this film. The first one we saw, he was not real. It was more like Forrest Gump, you know. He was he, like a dummy who kept stumbling into. Yeah, but the visuals of that film would pale to the audio. You know what I mean? Like the the dialogue yeah. itself, the character, the Mike Myerisms of this guy who is just like one, you know, relentlessly one note. Is, right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, right. like you kind of miss him when we do. Note. Good way to say it. Well, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff. It's it's Australian humor poking at itself, you know. But it was, uh, you know, when, when we riff live movies, they always say don't riff a comedy because, you know, the jokes are already there and uh, <laughs> you can't really compete with it. And what you also do is that you kind of obscure the actual comedy. If the comedy is a visual, yeah. like him saying porcelain rainbow all the time, he's. Yeah. Uh, you're missing it because we're talking over it, which I felt like right. since we did it, we have to do the sequel. 
we have to do it again. <laughs> now, I, I don't watch these like, movies in advance, but I did listen to it on the bus ride over. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you heard his banter, right? That Australian banter? I've heard his banter, and I've listened to a couple of tunes the guy's done. You now, know? listen, Dane Edna is on the right, and so is The Shrink on the left. It's really both groups. It's both um, that same actor. Now, remember in the first movie, The Psychiatrist? Bruce Brent, uh, Bresford played him. That He's bumping into the same psychiatrist on the plane. Another way this film isn't grounded. <laughs> so we've got Dane Edna playing herself on the left and right. Well, that's uh, that's good. You know, Dane Edna's like, there's a sequel that's twice as much as me. Mm -hmm. You know? If Barry's getting a role, I get two roles. Right. That's right. Well, he she, he, she wrote it, right? Yeah. Well, you were mentioning in the last time we watched Barry McKenzie, The Adventures Of, is that he, ha the, the, the star is a songwriter, and he, sing, he sang a bunch of crazy songs. Will there be crazy yeah. songs in the sequel? Yeah, there will be two crazy songs. One's called Rat Bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh he's oh, a rat bag. Carl, listen, you know, as much as we appreciate the First Amendment here at Community Radio, Ixnay on the at fag ray. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Well, I'll let Barry do all the talking. What is a rat bag? Is that like you buy a it's bunch a of... It's a crazy person. It's a crazy person. Oh, but like... Okay, here's more evidence of how this film is not grounded, and it is Austin Powers. He's going to go through this metal detector, and uh -huh. because it'll go off, it explodes. <laughs> there was so much metal. From what? Oh, his life. That's the same joke from the last movie, yeah. Carl. But look at this. They shoot it with machine guns. It makes no sense on planet Earth. Well, you've never been to France, so, you know. <laughs> no way France is going to let Foster's in. So this movie is not take, does not take place in the real world like the first movie did. The first it one was Horace Gumpy, and the first one kind of, you know, I felt bad that we were riffing over it because I felt like we were killing kind of the, the spirit of the movie. But this one is cartoonish yep. enough that we could talk over. Now he's calling Transylvania. Look at these guys. You think they're like, they dress from the same closet? <laughs> like, are you wearing my clothes again? What I like the pink. Now, I like the polka dot bow tie. Black and white is my thing. The first movie, the uh, guy who was the first movie, the guy who was um, the detective who was trying to arrest him for cross dressing. That's right. I remember that, and uh, somehow he cross dressed Barry, and he was at a cross dressing he, bar somehow. And right. Then the, there was also a cop there somehow. He is in this as as Carl the Frog. He was an Australian who moved to Paris. There he is. You see he holds his baguette. He always holds the bread. Huh. All right. Well, it took us like 10 minutes, but there's the baguette. Oh, he snuck some more beers in. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, mate. I always keep a pair up me sleeve. <laughs> so what's the American equivalent? Dunkin' Donuts? Right? <laughs> the the thing, <laughs> The scanner explodes. What is it? He's tied to fucking munchkins and donuts and hot now coffee. Now, you called this guy out for being the guy, for, the president in Escape from New York. Do you oh, know what else he was in? Oh, the Halloween movies. Right, right. Yeah. You, got, you got it. You know this guy. Well, my friend uh, Colin, who he, he met Colin Mahan, 
uh, yeah. has done the voice in Laser Halloween eyes. as Doctor uh, as the character from Halloween. You know, like Doctor uh, Donald Pleasance played uh, uh, Doctor Loomis. And uh, you... Dr. Samuel Loomis yeah. in 78 and four of its sequels. Yep. Yeah. So in the latest reboot, the one with uh, David Allen, uh, he, Colin is the voice of Dr. Loomis because he does such Very a cool. great uh, Donald Presence. I'm the king of New York. You're the king. Like he's, he does <laughs> such a great Donald Presence that they actually used him. And he's also going to be in the upcoming sequel, Halloween Kills. So, That's great. Yeah. We know a celebrity. Absolutely, we do. And this guy was also Blofeld. Right, right. We had to have a cat. Well, he's isn't he like a? I think he has a. Does I think he wrote a book, but uh, it's that's neither here nor there. I'm probably thinking of someone else. Well, he. The only other interesting thing is Steven Spielberg made that movie with Robert Duvall as a student film, which was THX. One one three eight, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, I, I saw this that. guy. He was in that too. You know, the version I saw. This is back in the day when videos and DVDs were really kind of crucial. Was a right. special remastered version, and what they did was at the end, the guy is trying to escape THX at one one eight underground society by going above ground, but mm-hmm. the last obstacle is this little flying monster that like nags him. And it, it looked like CGI on it. Like, okay. And he escapes and the movie's Back then over. it was 71. Wow. But you know what it was? It was just a guy who was just short. It was just a shorter guy, like, jumping him. They turned this guy into, like, a CGI creature. Because <laughs> I saw in the trailer, it's like some guy is grabbing onto him and, like, you know, on his back. So. Now, look, he's going to throw up, okay? All right. See, The guys who want to kidnap the Queen of England want to get rid of him because they think he's the bodyguard. So they gave him a poison to kill him. So he throws up over the Eiffel Tower and gets rid of the poison. Thank you. Now, here's another way this movie's not grounded. Look, he's on the ground. Right. But his puke hasn't reached yet. How can it be possible? There are the guys. Up. what? Why didn't our plan work? Uh, Here it comes. Wow, that's a lot. You know why? Because in Europe, things are a lot slower, Carl. Oh, I see. You're yeah. right. It's a slower pace of the countries. So. If you ask for vomit outside the Eiffel Tower at 1 o'clock, <laughs> French usually deliver it at like one twenty. And if there's an Australian <laughs> involved, it's going to be a lot. Good evening. It is 7.10. Welcome to the 7 o'clock news. <laughs> right. It's a good morning from your nap. I hope you had all had a good siesta. <laughs> yeah. Do they have CS as a friend? They do, I'm sure. No, in Spain. Well, Fred doesn't mean the French <laughs> can't Mexico, sleep in. Really. What? No, never mind. Okay, now, see on the stage, it's really quite interesting. We just don't see things like this nowadays. This is a French burlesque show. Right. You know, they basically get naked and have sex. But it's done with, I mean, art. See, it used to be that everyone just wanted to see sex, but you couldn't do that. So you'd say, okay, well, we're making art. Nowadays, it's the other way around. You know, like, if you make art, you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to. It's just a, it's a snapshot of history. Well, they still have burlesque shows, French shows like this. People, people still want to see it. They don't want to see something. They're not going to go out for dinner, drinks, yeah. and explicit pornography, but they'll still watch, you know, something kind of fun like this. Do you remember we saw... Night of the Juggler. 
sure, James Brolin. Oh, he goes into Times Square and he walks into one of those pee pee booths, uh, those Camino right. pee pee booths, and he's like, Where's my daughter? She's right. Like, well, exactly. uh, you know, do you mind? I'm trying to grind inside a peeking booth. And he's like, Whatever. <laughs> yeah, of course I remember it. See, See but, back in the like 70s, that's not really true, though. Back in history, yes. you couldn't just go in and have that jerk-off booth with live girls. No, you had to make an excuse, like we're doing art, you know, and do a whole play and a dance. Nonsense. Listen, laugh. like what we saw, again, like maybe we need to watch more movies from that time period, that genre, but mm -hmm. I keep quoting Starship Venus, where right. she's walking around Piccadilly Square in the 60s, and it's all porn. It is all like topless oh, right. go-go's. Like our Times Square was, yeah. yeah. Circus, Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly, yeah, that's what I said, Piccadilly Square. But, you know, they would, uh, circus. <laughs> so the place blew up. He got, okay, he went in there, and the woman who was in the show was a Sheila from back home. And he's like, I'm going to rescue you from this life. And he got kicked out. So they keep on trying to kill him and make, they just, they can't get him. The, a bomb went off after he got kicked out. Well, is it because of his supersonic timing or what? No, just a stupid movie that's not grounded. Now, as they walk around the monuments of France, France is pretty cool, man. And the, everything's clean. It's very nice. Right. Now, I've been to Paris, but that was 1990. And I just remember it felt like, you know, if any city rivals New York City, this is it. You know, I felt like it was too frat, like like frats, frat boys ruin it because I said the metro over there was the metro. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> they ruined it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Louvre was. Uh... Louvre. <laughs> Did I not pronounce uh, it right? I seen me that moaning Lisa. You see his, his baguette? <laughs> see, the thing is, they keep saying. He's, he's great help because he speaks the language. And then with his thick Australian accent, he goes, Bonjour, Monsoir. It's really funny. <laughs> you know, the uh, the actual subtitles and the auto-generated subtitles is covering up his baguette. Wait, are you, you shouldn't watch, people at home should not watch with the subtitles for, uh, you know, English, you know, the YouTube ones because it ruins their joke of, they're trying to have subtitles here. Just now, they, only for like two minutes of the film. They don't have like subtitles like uh, for the entire movie. No, they – well, throughout this movie they have subtitles, but it's just when it aids their joke. I was watching this movie called The Acid House. It was It's on Tubi. Uh, the guy who wrote Train Spotting had a big movie hit, right? Irving Welsh with uh, Train Spotting. And mm -hmm. uh, but he also had another movie pop up uh, shortly thereafter called The Acid House, which is a bunch of short stories, and uh, their uh, accents were so strong they had subtitles on it for the whole for most mm -hmm. of the movie. And I also watching Tubi also has subtitles, which were on top of the subtitles or like underneath the subtitles. I had like double subtitles. D yeah, I had to turn Sometimes the subtitles off. This is Michelle Pfeiffer, by the way. It is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's her first role. Wait a minute, slow back. I always thought Michelle Pfeiffer's first role was Grease Two, and also 
uh, at Delta House, a TV show. But her first role was uh, Barry McKenzie Holds Her Own in 1974. Right. Her agent hid this successfully. I did not yes. find this from Internet research. I know, um, I know um, Peter Pfeiffer. I know Peter Pfeiffer, and he gave me the inside scoop. So basically, it's once again, Barry McKenzie is actually having the opportunity to get laid, oh, and, but that. he won't get laid. He'll screw it up. The last time he had the opportunity, he thought that because the Kama Sutra was a book on sex, he should pour mm. curry down his underwear. Right. Yeah, which he did in bed. He opened up a can of curry and poured it into his under on his genitals. And then the stain disappeared. The stain, that's, you know, the internet complained about that. But I'll tell you what also the internet complained. I got your mic on. Got Luke back here in the studio. Uh, hey, good, good. Ta-da. Yeah. Sorry, Luke. Can, he, uh, can Luke hear me? Do yeah, y'all, y'all educate me a bingo, little bit. I don't think bingo. I've seen this. So right now, actually, Carl, can you tell us the time you have? And uh, I'm going to set this uh, one to the right set time. Okay, but let's not do any time no, no, changing. I just want to uh, I'm at 20 and 47, 48, okay. 49. Perfect. We're, we're all set up. Good. Okay. Now they're going into a cultural display uh, about like um, Christ and the orgasm. Okay. And we find out that Barry McKenzie has a twin brother. What? This Larry? This movie makes no sense. Yep. Is it Larry? The Reverend Kevin McKenzie. Kevin, oh, so you know, I heard the song that Kevin McKenzie sang, but I realized mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was Kevin McKenzie. I thought it was his brother. What? Carl, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you great. All right. You would never be able to tell all this just by by looking at the, the movie here. That's Chris Farley <laughs> as the preacher. Wait. Oh, really? so that's Kevin, right? That's not uh, Barry. Right, so they're introducing Kevin McKenzie to come up and speak about his book and answer questions from Jesus, you know, Jesus people. <laughs> now look, Kevin's wife is like, oh, Barry, hanging all over him. And, Goodness to see you again. She, she didn't think it was her husband? No, she, that would twins. be a better mistake. Her husband's all stiff and saying, verily. He always uses the word verily. <laughs> now, once again, Dame Edna is on the right, and Barry playing the shrink is on, on the, the left. left. Right. Bruce, Bruce Benford, I mean. So this they is, do a split screen, and they're also they split screening on Barry McKenzie. Oh, right, who's also there. Well, they figure they're, they're doing it. They might as well do it again. Right. Yeah. So we're seeing, before CGI, very well done split screen. I have not seen the line in the middle of the screen at all. They had a door frame there. It was perfect. So this guy wearing the hat is Danenda. Yes, and he's the shrink from the first movie. He's playing the shrink in the second movie. Right, who just happened to bump into Mr. <laughs> McKenzie. Goodness. Oh. oh, no, what's going on? They kidnapped him. Okay. Right. Now, once again, they think Dane Edna is Queen of England, and they think that Barry is the bodyguard. So they think they just nabbed Barry, but they nabbed Kevin. They can't who's take about to go on stage. 
they can't take a flight to France without some fucker thinking like, duh, the Queen of England's on my commercial flight. Duh. That's right. And the fucking Barry McKenzie This is Wayne's guy. World. This is Austin Powers. This is more like uh, in like Flintstone where they mistook yep, Flintstone yep. for like a survive. And he's like, well, I just want to fly to your rock. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just going on a family vacation to Asia rock. That was so all now the, the wife then. is like, you've got to pretend that you're <laughs> Kevin and go out there yeah. and, sh- you know, basically shock everyone with your behavior, you stupid Aussie. So he's going to sing one of the two songs tonight. That's right. That's right. Rat Bag? It's so stupid. It makes no sense in reality. It's just not grounded. I think Rat Bag, like, listen, if, if the Aussies in this movie are best known for a derogatory term, Fufta, right? Fufta is it, yeah. Yeah. So isn't Rat Bag as, as horrifying? Is it, or is I it? I don't know because, like, a rat is an animal. And yes. I don't know. What is it? Why is a crazy a bag, person a bag called is not a an rat animal. bag? Because he's full of, because like he walks around with rat. Usually, like I don't know, what's the, the origin of rat bags? Well, I, I, that's why I'm not a big fan of people using the word guinea pig. But rat rat bag is a new one to me. I'm not a big fan offensive? of animal words. So it's offensive to animals because you're you're putting a rat in a bag. I would think so, because <laughs> you know the question is why. Uh, well, I mean, if I call you a rat bag, I mean. America has douchebag and scumbag. Douchebag, we've both got. Both terrifying. Because one scumbag, we've douchebag got. is scumbag is a used condom. So every time you see that on TV, you're like, what? And then a douchebag is a product that no woman needs, you know. And I don't know why they keep pushing it. So you know, for sales. Yeah, it's is like, that it for sales? Yeah. Well, it's for sales, but it's like if I call you that, like you're designed to make a pussy smell better. And those are all people words, so that's fine. Yeah, there's no rats involved. Yeah. Why Why do you have to bring in other people that weren't involved? That can't have a, a word from a word for the voice for themselves. That's right. That's right. You know, at my work, they have rat poison, like rat trap uh-huh. outside around in the building. And it says rat trap right on the side of it. What rat is going to be so stupid? <laughs> they just see it and move. And this is. They got were- a sign there, rat trap. You should mention where you work. You work at a cat cafe. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah. important to keep the rats out. Okay, singing. Go ahead, Mike. Why don't you oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know. We're watching the movie right now. I don't. Yeah. Well, so much to can. say with that that cat cafe, and flea bag reminds me of the guinea pig cafe. Flea bag. Yeah. Uh, hang on, sir. Oh, you know what? It's, 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 it's just playing off the computer. It's not going to be coming on the line. But they're singing the freaking rat bag song. Okay, I'll put it up over here. Then. All right. <laughs> so it just goes round and round. Rat bag. Rat bag. A freaking rat bag. And then everyone's dances all these to examples. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even the hippie likes it. The AV club likes it. There's the Australian again. <laughs> AV club, perfect, Mike. Oh, the Pope's having a Fosters. <laughs> this is not Oktoberfest. He's a freaking rat bag, right? Fuck you, yeah, rat bag. Yeah, that's right. Oh. When I saw the it's none become of the a musical. It's it's just not ground. 
adopted in reality. It's become a musical now. I was hoping the nun was saying. I was kept saying, I will have none with that. <laughs> How, yeah. What is that? I don't know. The guy was in the, is he the Australian? It's an Australian I'm thing. Sure, I, hmm, that doesn't look aborigine. It looks like a racial insult somehow, like ignorance. Well, it was two minutes of this movie for that one, so. There, you're right. I mean, right at the very <laughs> beginning of the movie, they're calling the French frogs. They're serving frogs like the snails raw. It goes, Barry McKenzie goes to the waitress, you know, get me, I mean, to the stewardess to get him a drink. He goes, have you got frog's legs? And she goes, yes, monsieur. And he goes, good, hop off and get us a drink then. That's the oldest trick as a waiter. You should never fall, as a garçon, you should never fall for that. Waiter, do you have frog legs? He makes it so, it looks so exciting, though. Yeah, this is like the best church service. Fuck heaven. So, uh, they are identical twins, right? Kevin and yeah. Uh, Barry? Yeah. Uh, it looks like Barry was born a minute earlier. This is really over-the-top musical stuff. Well, you gotta go big on a musical number. Now it's doing the conclusion. And this is all about a rap bag. Yeah, they're yeah, all rap bag. This is the part where Barry McKenzie turns to the camera and says, now we still have an hour left. <laughs> now, um, okay, they thought that they got rid of the bodyguard, but it was really Kevin. So now they're going to nab the Queen of England. Who is, Bar not only is the Queen of England not the Queen of England, she's Bar Dane Edna, but not only is she not Dane Edna, did you see how pretty the gardens are there? Whatever monuments they were around. Oh, I yeah. mean, it was. It's pretty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Christ and the orgasm. There's the compulsory blood. Are they like vampires in this movie? Yes. It's so stupid. Yes. They are absolutely vampires. Now, girl, I do ask you this every week. How many times have you seen this movie for your research? This is my fourth time seeing this stupid piece of garbage. Nope. I, we should tell Luke, Luke, you, you, we saw the first Barry McKenzie movie, and it was like, took place like in the regular world, you know? So it's so strange for them to be doing this outrageous Hollywood That, that wasn't this movie. No. Right. Not with these connecting. What, what's the first one? It oh. was just, uh, it was called The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Okay. And the Australian film like board gave them a lot of money to make a like let's finally have a good australian film and it was a huge hit and it was basically an australian making fun of english people and english people making fun of australians you know barry goes from australia with his uh, aunt dame edna this is a whole serious movie i know about dame edna okay i never heard heard of him okay this, this guy's a songwriter does not always yeah, about songwriter. rat bags and stuff like that and uh it cramped his movie style, Carl was saying last time, because he uh, was so identified or with this role, he had, I think, a commercial, and then that was about it. It's really true, Luke. He could not get another job in another movie. It's like if you were Gilligan or something. You're not going to hire you for this movie. You're Gilligan. Hey, to be fair, Gilligan did get Far Out Space Nuts, and Gilligan did get the wackiest uh, stage coast in the West. So. <laughs> Okay. And the castaways of Gilligan Island. Who do they hire? Bob Denver. Thank you. That's Not right. like he can oh with that what about the runaway? Oh shit. Uh castaway all right. Never mind. I mean he had a girl so, on each arm, right? Gilligan. 
Kevin is missing. Yeah, Kevin's missing, and so the wife is, like, really coming on to Barry now. I I guess you can't even call it coming on. Look at her. Well, I think she's being really solid. She's four. (laughs) Oh, look who walks into the door. Christ! You you slimy bastard! Oh, man. This self-flagellation. Now look, this is remember this is not CGI, so we've got twins here. Right. It's all camera tricks and shot from behind and just stop beating yourself screaming. up. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot you guys are twins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Wait, why do you beat yourself up for? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, you're both identical you. twins. I didn't realize. <laughs> I'm doing that next open mic. No, that's my joke. Listen, as Pam <laughs> Benjamin is my witness, that. that is my joke. I'll just you. credit you. I'll just say your joke and then say writing credit. All right. That's not fair, though. Pants are off. And now I can tell them apart. Say pants right. are off? Yeah. Well, thank God the hat has a little accent to it, so I know it's his brother Kevin. Curtains for you. Looks like it's full around a little bit. Fight, man! It's well choreographed, and it's gone on for over a minute, which is tough with twins because you know they have to go back to their their tutor. Right, the tutor. That's very funny. That was a child actor joke. Right, because child actors usually were twins playing one character, and they had to get off the stage to go to the tutor. Oh, what's going I'm on proud here? you like that joke. Now we're meeting four eyes. That's not his nickname. It's his name. He's like Four Eyes Johnson. He's from the Australian consulate, and he's informing them that the Dana Edna has been kidnapped. Oh no! Is is Kevin now, gonna help, or we're done with Kevin? No, Kevin's gonna help. Yeah, Kevin is gonna help. Now the director Bruce Ben Bressford, Bressford. He did not like this actor's voice, so in this whole film. He overdubbed his own voice over this guy. Over four eyes? Yup. First, he's now, like, my character is Do you remember Are You eyes. Being Served? Yeah, of course. That's All 800 episodes. Is he, is one of the actors in this? Of, yeah, he's are you got served? the hat. He's taking the money right now. Right, he's from episode one. Uh, I remember him from all 692 episodes of Are You Being Served. He's like the custodian guy there. And are you being served? Mr. Humphreys? Uh, what are they on the camel? Where the hell are we all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense. He says, I got to smuggle you back to England. Now, Barry Humphreys is going to be in blackface. Is that blackface? <laughs> oh, my God. Is he the son of the sheik? Oh, it's blackface. Oh, gorgeous. He's like, hey, now check he's out trying my camel. to pretend to be an Arab. So is he really in? Blackface? Maybe he's in the Moors. I have no idea, Carl. I have no clue. Oh, I was going to do my my humps, my humps joke, but the camel's gone. <laughs> my little baby hump. Check it out. Isn't that a dromedary? Isn't it two humps? I think it's more of a comedy, Carl, right? Very it's not a dro- dromedary? Oh, I just got that. When- so he's pretending when, to be... When drama meets camels, it's a dromedary. Yeah, a dromedary. I just got that, yeah. Uh, and when they're going around lo- uh, to location to location, it's a travel dromedary. They're sneaking into England right now. 
and it kind of doesn't make any sense in the plot, but they are. Well, thank God they got out of it. Yeah, well, you know what? The movie was, uh, the first movie was great. He was in England. Ha, ha, ha. The second movie sucks because they're in France. I'm glad halfway through they go. <laughs> He's a snake charmer, see? All the stereotypes you can shove into a movie they're doing. You don't think he did, the guy just happened to be a snake charmer? <laughs> Coincidentally. Yeah. Well, he's not offensive at all, removing his blackface. <laughs> now he's only half blackface. Taking his time. It's tough with the cobble street roads. When you're in a van trying to remove blackface from your face, and there's cobblestone, there's a lot of bumping. Dane Edna drugged. Oh, wow. That's no way to treat Dane Edna. Now, this is clearly England. I mean, look at those houses right there. All right, Coyote. I'll get you to Paris. I'll get you from Paris to London. It's gonna cost. Driving on the wrong side of the street. Oh, there's your joke, Carl. They all went for unemployment. <laughs> Migrant poems. Okay, for so this now guy, yeah. they will discover that he is an illegal alien and arrest him. Right, because he's wearing that. It's actually from his passport, but. Oh. It's obvious. There you go. So they see he's Australian, and they're like, you rode from here from. They they don't comment on his blackface at all. He goes, is this your basket, sir? He goes, yes, it's my laundry. So the snake <laughs> bites him. Classic humor. Because of the laundry, the snake got pissed off. Snake's like, I haven't done anything in 20 minutes. So where's the snake? Where where the snake go? Back in the basket. Maybe in that basket. It is that basket. You can the, tell guy, the Indian guy was really good with the snake. Um, I mean, he just was a charmer. Yeah, but when push comes to shove, when the force majeure hits... Wait, they're going to lock him away. up in a police car with the snake. Yeah, with the, the snake. Are we going to see the snake again? No. Go to Does the Snake Die and see. Does the Snake Die? What about the Snake Charmer? Is there a Does the Snake Charmer die, uh, Die.com I could go check out? Probably. I'll have to check okay, out so Barry. Now oh. he's locked up, right? right? But his relative is going to appear as a ghost. Because as you know, all the Australians were convicts. Oh, right. But he's in England, right? Oh, because he was like yep. old school before they shipped him off. So yeah, it was 1804 when he was imprisoned. So he was. So his ancestors were British, right? All Australians were. Well, not all. Well, I mean, <laughs> Australia was born apparently when they took all their convicts in England and just shipped them there. Now, is that Peter Cook? No. There's no Peter Cook in this movie. Right. So this is his ghost. And we're going to learn what palm is from. You know, those you palmy bastards. It's P-O-H-M, Prisoner of His Majesty. Huh. That's a palm. Oh, guess um, you don't know, Luke. Uh, they, the Australians insult the English by calling them palmies. Uh, and we never knew why, but we just, we're about to learn. Okay. 
Because they're saying you're a prisoner of uh, your ancestors. His majesty. So he says, listen, I spent all my time in this cell, and I dug this big hole, and now right. you can benefit from it. It'll lead to the sewer, and you can escape by boat. What boat? Are they he was from the 17th? I don't think the boat's still there. I guess it would still, yeah, would it still be there? No, it would be, cut, well, either someone, like, took it, like a pirate, say. Like, like shit, mm-hmm. I could start my own pirate thing. I got to first thing, steal this boat. That makes you a pirate, right, when you steal a boat? Yeah, absolutely. Look at his back. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, you're both watching at the same time. I see his back, yeah. yeah. Prisoner of his majesty. He goes, my oh. auntie told me none of it. Wait, did he just disappear? Conflict. Yeah, he vanished. He's a ghost. Yeah, but ghosts don't. I don't know. I haven't seen one. And they're in the mystery van looking for the ghost. Was that Scooby-Doo or something? Yeah, well, they, all, they share the same closet. So it looks like there is a boat. He's about to find it and sail out of there. He is now an escaped felon. So he's saying this, right? The, the subtitles is what he's, the expressions he's saying? And it's dark like an asshole. Wow. <coughs> All right. Now we know Shit's Creek without a paddle, but it came from Australia. It did not. Oh, Dory said that to uh, Nemo. Like she was drunk. Do you ever see that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very brown creek. Yeah. Finding more appropriate babysitters when drunk Dory uh, babysat for Nemo and, lo- and thought he was gone. For, you know, he was actually outside playing in the front yard. But uh, Now that's the Thames River, and you know, there's all those bridges Thames. that go across. Thames, T-H. Anytime there's a spy movie and it takes place in London, you're like, meet me on the bridge. Right. But isn't it a relief to say, meet me in London, meet me at the bridge, and there's no fucking uh, Ferris wheel in the background? Yeah, that's right. This is years before the Ferris wheel. You're saying that like that butt is like 40 years old? 50 years old. Yes. If you saw that butt today, you'd say, ew. Maybe. Oh, yeah. He's grabbing his stomach. Yeah. Nice phone booth. Doctor Who in there. Oh, yeah, really big. Look at all these partying Australians. They know how to party. I think I'm going to pledge right. Australia Australian House. embassy. I'm pledging Australia House. That's yeah. funny. I'm pledging Australian House. They're going, hey, Four Eyes. Hey. That's his name. His name is Four Eyes. You know, but he, th- that actor had no respect. He was like, I think my character should be called Two Eyes because he doesn't wear glasses. And they're like, nope, nope, you're Four Eyes. He's up fine. <laughs> I'll go purchase some novelty glasses for my character. And then they're like, yeah, you know, your whiny voice is annoying me. We're going to replace it. Yeah, we're going to overdub you with the director's literal voice. That's what I'm used to, Australians, the ones with the shorts on. Yeah, Yeah, and there's going to be this cultural film about Australia, and you'll see the shorts in it. All right, the immigration game. With long white socks. Okay, here's a dumb joke. This this, is their bite immigration center these are english people who want to become australians and so they do like you know instead of the questions being in some boring room they do it like a game show so it's kind is, of funny i don't know 
it's a game show sketch sketch comedy sketch which i think it's right. the first time a sketch comedy had a parody of a game show okay. all right i'll give you a little audio yeah please So this is the best part of the movie. No, there is no best part of this movie. <laughs> you, can't you, know, be... you know, I really enjoyed Barry McKenzie. Yeah, me too. But, and, and it was a really a piece of history that's lost on us because we're not part of that culture and right. we weren't part of that time. I mean, we were live then, but you know what I mean. It wasn't um, – we were too young to get it. But I was also like – I read about these movies. And I saw the documentary, and I, I knew the impact, and I knew who Dane Ender was, and I knew kind of Barry Crimmins was after that, or whatever his name is. Not Barry Crimmins. But, you he know, will it, go on to be a, tele, a British television, you know, staple. Uh, there we go. Now he's checking him out saying, you're not a poofter, right? Because we got no poofters. Right, but the English translated has the F word. Yeah. It didn't have the F word. Wait, you mean... In this context. Because it started with an F? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I'm a Jersey person. Can I say that word? No, you would have to say the agate word. That's close. <laughs> that gives you, like, all the letters but F. So you kind of, like, have your cake and eat it, too. Maybe I should say maggot. Yeah. What a maggot. <laughs> well, that explains why you say maggot. Wait a minute. So that explains why you say maggot 40 times a day. Jesus, Carl. You, you thought really it was should... full metal jacket reference. Yeah. But no. Oh, do you think that's why he was calling them maggots? Uh, no. No. I think he meant the bug. This movie, this this pick grinds the movie to a halt. It reminds me of, you ever see um, Jason Statham in... Uh, Shit. Well, it was uh, Crank. Crank 2 High Voltage. No. So he plays Chev Chevios, right? And in the first movie, he has 24 hours because the poison hit him. And it ends with him, like, killing every bad guy but falling from the sky from a helicopter. And the sequel uh -huh. starts with him landing on the ground, being picked up in a van, and being an artificial heart placed in him. And the movie, is the sequel is one of the worst films I've seen. Just really racist too, which is strange, but it's just like really like pronounced. But anyway, at the end of the film, he had there's a talk show that's called like "Fuck You, Chad Chevios," where and it's like <laughs> a game show and like there's like a studio audience and there's like a graphic and then like you just run out of things to do, right? What's up? But I guess that's the parody of like you can get into Australia if you're not a poofta. Like, so that you are right that it ground the movie to a halt too. Now we're back. Yeah. Okay. They're going to see the consulate of Australia. They're going to learn about who has kidnapped uh, Dane Edda. Huh. The Queen of That's England on a surprise visit to glorious Transylvania. So has she been bitten yet? Oh, that flag is a dead giveaway. They're vampire. Yeah. Vampires. Oh, hey, Pee Wee Herman. It's a Soviet uh, blood Is that Paul yeah. Rubin? Really? Yeah. No. It's... <laughs> I mean, it does look like him. 
Well, which on the left or on the right? Wait, uh, right. The guy on the the right was in Escape from New York. He was also in Donald Pleasance. Well, there's only one guy here. The doctor in Halloween. Yes, Dr. Frank Loomis. Yeah. Frankie. The guy talking to that woman was the doctor in Halloween? Yeah, he was uh, Blofeld and James Bond. um, Gesundheit. Yeah. Wow, okay, no, I I remember that, but not him. Looking like this. Here, here's the case. You're off the case. You know, when anyone hands me a uh, a folder for, like, a case when I'm working at a law firm, uh, I say you're off the case because they handed it to (laughs) me. We've got it from here. You're off the case now. Yes. Like, literally, your hand was on the case, and now it's off. You're off the case. Now we get a very unfunny briefing in which we learn who is this vampire guy. Yeah. Now, 74, right? So this is 72 when Barry McKenzie first came out. It kind of launched the the Australian exploitation film. And right. there was, like, tons of, like, movies. And Mad Max, of course, being, like, the, the 72 was uh, the first one, right. Yeah. So by 74, like, they're competing with the rest of the world about for exploitation movies. And what was popular back then? Vampire movies, kung fu movies. Uh, and I think they're just exploiting that. This guy's a vampire. Look at that guy. It looks like an Amish guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Oh, he's a he's a hunchback and a vampire. Right. That's his son. So it's his Dracula's son, and he's a hunchback. He's yeah. part of you. His union. eye is all cocked. Oh, he snuck in there. Like, wouldn't Kevin, like, the vampires would recognize Kevin, right? Because he's a priest. They would recognize, I'm not sure what you're asking. They think that, they thought that Kevin was the bodyguard, but he's long gone now. They kidnapped the Queen of England. She's in Transylvania. Now everybody knows. So they got to go and, you know, like, they're going to make a sort of task force of Australians. Oh, she's dressed up as the Queen right now. But she's loving it. Dana's loving it. Yeah, it's it's not believable. She doesn't understand that they've mistaken her for the Queen of England. It's not believable. Really? They flew from Paris to Transylvania, and not once on the flight she was like, oh, stewardess, yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, can you tell me what's going on? Certainly, ma'am. They've mistaken you for the Queen of Royal Highness, and uh, they're, ta- they're abducting you to Transylvania, and they're vampires. Oh, well, thank you, stewardess. I appreciate that. No problem. But we're called stewards now. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay, Dana. Dana. I mean, Queen of England. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. Look at that creepy eye. Yeah, yeah what's up with that? But that was his film debut, fellas. So, you know, you're kind of a break. They had a joke, he fit the bill, he got the role of casting. He's got disability, okay. Uh, I think that was makeup. So now he says, can you assemble a team of sober young Australians? And nobody makes a sound. He goes, well, maybe just a team of young Australians. Mate, no worries, mate. We'll smuggle in a squirm, Paddy, or the whole gang. Uh, There's his attorney. Okay. 
Now they're going to bump into this journalist who they met on the plane with the shrink. Okay, there's the shrink again, and of course, you know, it's really Dane Edna. It's not. We keep saying that. And he slipped on dog shit. Ha, ha, ha. Goodness, Barry! <laughs> Thank God there was dog shit in this movie. I was waiting. Look, there's the dog. That's right. That is right. So now she's going to, she is the editor of Jet Set Magazine, you know, because they just can't say Jet Magazine. And he's, you know, they want Barry in a pictorial and he'll go to her apartment. Right. Wait a minute, really? Right now he's. Ex- <clears throat> say again? They want, they want Barry, this Barry. Which Barry is Yeah, good? they. He, she is uh, sexually attracted to Barry and wants him in a pictorial in the magazine. Oh, is it, it's a swingers magazine. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be Jet, the African-American magazine. They're going to put Barry McKenzie on the cover? Yeah. No, not on the cover. He'll be in like a centerfold thing. Oh, uh-oh. He's really oh. good. Take the color on. He's really good when he pukes because none of it is on his face afterwards. Look at that. Clean face. Yep. Yeah. Clean. Wow. Brushed his teeth. Brush his soft. Wrigley. So soft. Usually, like, a, you have to get, like, big bread and bald and, and Ridley's, you know. The first magazine was bald. Sex out of fashion. It's a sex mag. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like Cosmo or something, but it's called For Jet For the ladies. Sex. Ladies. So there was no male nudity. It was, but... We saw full frontal nudity, lady nudity. Look at this guy. He's got everything in the world, a bath and some fosters. Oh, Paradise Lost dropped in the water. Paradise Lost. Wow, this is disco. This is like a makeout toilet, right? You got the, the, the mirrors in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, there's full frontal. Uh, okay. Picture time. Picture time. Quick Mr. Skin reference. It's full backal nudity and full frontal nudity. I've seen his penis, but... He might be wearing shorts. Oh, there you go. Now, look, he cracked the Fosters, and that's the shot. That's the money shot right there. Rated rated PG-13 after that scene. (laughs) R. I'm going to get an R. Oh, so she's not going to show a nudity, huh? No, but he mistakenly thinks that she wants to sleep with him, so she he will crawl into her bed, he thinks. That's, she is the friend of the critic, of the shrink, I mean? She is the friend of the shrink. Okay. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but all right. Yeah. Is there a computer? Is that a television? Oh, it's a waterbed. He has to go to it the. It can't bed. be a computer. It's seventy-one. I don't know. I, I, now this director did Driving Miss Daisy. You know, this director did Breaker Morant. Did King David. It's the same this director. Guy went as the on first to be, one, right? you know, Tender Mercies. He did. You could launch the film industry of your country with a shitty film. Ooh. You're allowed that. This guy's freaking out. Don't bring any poof does. 
I'm not a fan of that word. You know, it's funny because Monty Python has a delightful sketch where they're like, are you a poofta, no poofta? And they're making fun of Australians. But still, they get away with using that word. Yeah. The well, this cock. whole film is <laughs> uses racism and stereotypes. And yeah. But they're all like clown carding it. Clown carding it. I miss the racism and stereotypes. All you got to do is, you know, find an old movie and yeah. get your fill. Where the punchline is the word puta, you can't miss with 1974 right, so to 1980. Uh, let's see. YouTube puta. There must be someone that's like, that word you shouldn't you'd never use again. Uh-oh, house party. Oh, no, Donald Pleasant. House the party. House. house party. You kids. This is Carl and me in the back. Hey, we brought a bag of potato chips. Do you have, like, a bowl we could eat them out of or something? <laughs> hey, we brought our own six-pack, so we're not going to drink your beer. Don't worry about us. We'll be in the back working. So he's like, did you tell them? Okay, they're all going to – he's assembled the men to go raid the castle and get back Dane Edna. And he's like, did you tell them they have to jump out of the plane with parachutes? He goes, I thought it was best to tell them when we were on the plane. <laughs> so then he goes – why don't you boys have a drink before the flight? You know, and they're like, come on, it's a pizza. So now these Australians will invade the snobby English party and they'll do a song. Yay. Um, Our second yeah, song. That says, like, every time, like, a snobby English person insult, you know, is stuck up in front of them, they, like, insult them. Let me pull up the name. No, I told you, like, for this movie, because watching the first Brian McKenzie, I was lost, and I felt I didn't do a service to our show because it was the mm -hmm. first time me watching it, and without the audio, I can't hear the comedy. So I had listened to this film, and I think the song is, like, uh, stick your head up your ass, put your balls up right, your ass. Right, here it is. Go and stick your left eye in hockey cocky shit and stick your head up a dead bear's bum. That is the title of the song. Oh. oh, well, so I was close. Yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> Go stick your left eye in the hot cocky shit and stick your head. Well, we'll get to it when we. Oh, you can Isn't sing it. Isn't she pretty? Man. Look how pretty Dana is. Yeah, I know. She should Gorgeous. Be yeah. Gorgeous. Okay. Well, you know, I never got the eyes in the painting looking at you like as a secret thing like it's your fucking house just get like uh, a ring <laughs> or just you know be like hey I'm looking at you I live here that's what I believe now the son is trying to say it's not the queen of England and he's being stupid and he won't hear anything of it <clears throat> uh, which one's the son here uh, the middle one the with creepy the nose and guy. the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Oh, thank God we're back with the subtitles. I can understand what's going yeah. on. So this, she goes, oh, my goodness, you're not more Australian. How dreadful. And she walks away. And then he's like, I'm proud to be an Australian. And he'll do a whole song now. And luckily, it's our last song. Great. It's going to be buggers. 
Now, bugger means fucking. No, it's son of or, Yeah, so why would he say, like, great church, church-going buggers, right? Well, it's a common, it's, it's like. Oh, I see. Yeah. It just means effers, right? Not like, you know, I have to actually uh, be fucking. Yeah. Well, you, well, I mean, just as much as you go, hey, what's up, you fuckers? What's up, you bum? Yeah. 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 Well, well, like, if I'm going to say I'm going to be bugging out, I mean, like, I'm going to fucking out? Yeah. It does. That's oh, where it came okay. from. But there you go. But I think actually bugging out came out was different. Because there's a lot of women that say I bug them. Uh, 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 well, it's like fanny pack, right? In, Eng- in England. I guess I have fucked them. So. Your vagina. Yeah. So, you so bugged vagina. me. Oh, I'd like to. Yeah, I, yeah. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, was not the yeah. title Spy Who Shagged Me in England because shag means fuck in England. And, you know, bugger is a uh, sodomite. They're happy. They're definitely not virgins. Yeah. No. They know all the words. Yeah. They're, they're about to get it. Look at these guys. So what's with the, uh, the, the, the buttons, Carl? Do you know what's on the lapels? Uh, yes. It's B-O-R-E. It's boar. And it stands for, like, um, British something of... It's like an, an an acronym, you know. It's it's a joke. Gotcha. Is it L W A F L M O Y T? That kind of acronym. <laughs> oh, acronym. I meant. Luke, what do you think of our great name? So easy to remember. Sounds sounds kind of dirty. I like it. Yeah, like what does it mean? Like I don't know if I want to do it. You know, I am a Protestant. La waffle mot. A little violin going on there. They're about to be bugging. Dude, it's like two musical numbers in this. They're bugging. Song over. We're only bugging. Do 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 do. Yeah, like bugger off or uh, you little bugger. And I never realized the word the plane bugging would turn me on. Do do do. I don't. I think the American version is different. Is there only one woman in this movie? That. Is she the only woman? Yeah, and she's so. a man. Wait. Yeah. Wait. I mean the actor. I mean the actor. Okay. Yeah, I think I get this now. Dana Enda was like huge in America in the 80s. This movie is all men. Yeah. And half right. a man. But they're they're not uh, putas, as they would say. Po- okay. <laughs> but there's a woman on board right now. Just one. She's a boar. Yeah, what is it? A whore. British. Oh, okay. There you go. He's like, what's in here, me lunch? That's your parachute. <laughs> parachute, you say? Oh, right. I would be pissed to be on a plane to hand me a, par- uh, a backpack. I'd be like, do I have to go to school? What's up with this? I didn't want a backpack. Well, they have the dinner It's a parachute. Now. That guy is so creepy, man. They borrowed him from a couple of Hammer films. Oh, man. Look, you see what's in his neck? It's a faucet. Oh, that's disgusting. He, yeah, he's giving him a, a, a drink before dinner. I don't think I've ever seen that before. 
felt like they were giving me some fingering just now. What was that? Yeah. yeah. Catwoman. I've never seen the joke where the waiter has a faucet in his neck to serve vampires blood. Right. That is unique to this film and original. It probably yeah. hasn't been done since. Not really grounded. This movie is like the Wayne's World 2 of grounded films, right? Because it's yep. not grounded at all compared to the first movie. He's not a bloodsucker, he's a blood sucker. Yeah, I take it blood gives you very pale skin. Now we're having lots of Asian insults. Well, I know this movie's almost over. They haven't covered it yet. They haven't hit that yet. There's no American jokes, right? They don't make fun of Americans? Uh no. There is no, no. You're right. I, I don't think an movie. American graces this film even. Not referenced. Shame. Like you, you would bring in Krispy Kremes. You'd be like, what's that attached to your body? Oh, it's just Dunkin' Donuts, coffee. Or In-N-Out, yeah. Yeah, In-N-Out. There's Bible quotes on the bottom of this cup. So he brought his French bread. I recognize that guy yeah. from the bread. You see how he's sharpening it? Yeah. It's going to stab a... He's going to use it to stab a, a vampire in the heart. <laughs> All right. And away I go. Oh, cool. They drop from the bottom. Now, the... The guy who did the makeup for this film was named Chris Tucker, and I was like, please be that actor. Yeah, and? But no. No, but he, no. He's saying Russia. when he was a kid, he wasn't uh, putting makeup on Australian films. Right. Now look how old this film is. You see those old, tiny parachutes? Right. Well, you it's use like the, like the GoPro camera shot, right, from their foreheads, where it's like, whoa, right. they're in the sky, and they're holding hands and making a circle. Not this one. Now, the real Prime Minister of Australia will appear in this film at the end. Right, asking for his And his back. wife. We are changing the tax laws. No films will get tax benefits shot in our fair country. I've never seen the real Prime Minister. They put some money into this film. Yeah, it was Yeah, a they put uh, uh, half a million Australian dollars, which was uh, a lot back then. And... Barry Humphreys knew somebody who lived in the lodge, which is like the prime minister's official residence. So they arranged it for them to be in the film, and they are at the in the end. It's pretty wow. cool. I didn't see it on the audio part. And this movie has both Barry Humphreys and Dana. Right, yeah. both. And the shrink. Hey, he's got the trades. I can't work like this. It's daytime. He, wait a minute. It's fucking daytime. How does Transylvania right. work? That's right. He's a Sober? vampire. So what's up? Yeah. Wait, okay. I, I thought it was ending. We're watching another movie ending. Okay. This movie is so boring they were playing another movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's They're like padding out of time. Or it's the other movie that's boring. We still have time to kill, so our next feature will be 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, right. Yeah. You better drink a cup of coffee before the show. Close encounters of the uh, close, uh, third kind special edition. 
Now, by the way, they're really in Transylvania. Because in the movie. I don't know. It says shot in location on, and then it lists. England, Wales, Paris, studio shots in London, Bath, Expanse, Sydney, Australia, Transylvania. So you don't think this is Australia posing as Transylvania? That's right. I think it's they're dumb enough to spend the money to go to a real Transylvanian. Listen, it's only yeah. because they're in the mid-70s. It was, what, Planet of the Apes, Vampires, Frankenstein movies. Uh, now, there's movie. the shorts. She's showing yeah. an Australian yeah. movie, and you see the shorts with the white socks pulled right. up. Like this and guy. there's another one. This movie is a bridge too far. They're <laughs> good yeah. one. They're blending into the tour now. They, but they're wearing shorts I, with white socks. I wouldn't I get remember. on that patio. Uh oh, Jaws reference, shark bite. Let's listen a little. Wipe out. Oh, it's, oh a, it's a raw sewage? It's the sea wasp. Oh, and all the vampires, like, dig the blood. They like the blood. Oh, those those sea wasps. But here's the shark squad, and they have a pain reliever, and they are trained to um, amputate. Shark squad. Only on a sci-fi every 20 minutes. And so Dane Edna goes, It's not as bad as it looks. Most people are simply maimed. <laughs> uh, and on the left, they shot Frankenstein's monster meets vampire right. in Transylvania. And then next to that, there's another rock. This it's bread. Like, hey, Carl the Frog, where are you going? Carl the Frog's bread must be stale by this point in the movie. He always gets a fresh baguette every day, Mike. You, I keep forgetting that. Now we find out that, unfortunately, Carl the Frog is some sort of like spy double agent person who's been giving information, I don't know, about the French to the Transylvania guy. I don't know. I don't get it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Oh, Kodak. Yep. Yeah. That was that was, it. that was the day, right? Yeah. Put your film in. You can come get it next Wednesday. Oh, I remember you get some you get some dirty photos of yourself on Polaroids, and you go down to the 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 bookstore, and you say, "Look, how much can I get for these?" And they're like twenty bucks, and you go. It's like OnlyFans, old school. Does Kodak camera reference? Yeah, it's before OnlyFans. People would take Polaroids of themselves. I didn't think that's even been there that long, but I do remember that. There's a movie called 52 Pickup and with Vanity, the late great Vanity. And uh, she's a dancer, and it's a club where, uh, a strip club where you get Vanity, handed okay. a, uh, so you get, you, you get handed a Polaroid camera, and you can take pictures of her posing in the bed. Okay, that used to cost me 20 bucks. Yeah, so you would be like in a uh, strip club. And they would give you a Polaroid camera, and you could take photographs. I can't even uh, know how to do Polaroids anymore. It's a, it's pretty complicated. And now they have you do them with your phone, <laughs> and the thing comes out. I, I know. I, and the, I, I my don't. problem is I keep shaking my phone, and it like flies out of my hand. 
Yeah, yeah. If we're talking about the same thing, I could relate. Yeah, with the polarized film, you, you got to take the photo to, to, to oh, speed yeah, up the process. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now they're so small, too. Ooh, what is this? He's, the, he's this getting... movie's so stupid. Jesus Christ. Look, look, the rabbi's still there. Okay, so now oh. he learns that Dane Edna is not the queen of England. It Finally, it took vampire that. an hour. First off, it took a vampire. But second of all, it took the vampire like over an hour to figure that out. Yep. Now there's an attack, but Carl will stab him in the heart with the stake, which is his baguette. Yeah, because it's hard as a But not stake. before he's got bitten. So he can continue the legacy. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're not the Queen of England. That's right. It's ex exactly right. What's wrong? Didn't you like my film? Back off, lady. That's by a Dracula out. Oh, cursed Dracula. That looks like Game of Thrones. Uh... That looks like some horse farm that they shot this film in. In Transylvania. <laughs> Yeah, on the floor. I'm done for. Yeah, on the floor. Later. He's uh, giving his confession. This movie's not even over, and he's like, listen, we still got 20 minutes to go, but I'm going to die out early. Later. <laughs> right, I'm out of here. Lucky bastard. Ah, uh, Barry, I saw the script, and you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best if a movie's like, you know what? I'm done. Oh, bother. No, but what are you talking about? You're done. We're the Army of the Dead. We're in Las Vegas, and we're about to do a bike of wrong zombies. You can't be like, fucking, I'm out. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Dave Bautista out. Sick. I don't want to do this anymore. Nah, he looks exhausted, man. Look at him, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Now, he's that same actor from the last film, Mike, the one who was trying to arrest him for cross-dressing. Does he bring it up in the in his death scene? Like, remember me nope. from the first movie? I arrested you for cross-dressing in a cross-dressing bar. He, now, that's the thing. Like, the shrink is from the old movie, and we recognize him, but this one... We're supposed to not recognize him and think he's a different person. Yeah, well, that's Adam Sandler has, like, you know, his friends doing different roles in different movies. This guy's the best mouth breather in there. They're all mouth breathers, Carl. Four eyes. Yeah, they're all mouth breathers. Yep. Yeah, they don't close their mouth in any of these scenes. All right, but don't go up the staircase. The staircase is closed. You son of a... God damn it. So the staircase is closed. It's crowded up there, ain't it? Yeah. It's ironic, because usually one vampire lives in this place. You have only so many parties to, to make up for the space. Okay, now it really gets gross. She, He is going to drain her entirely of her blood. You see... He has downstairs in the basement bloods from all races. It's all a it's a blood cellar. Classes. It's a basement blood cellar. And all races right, like too. That's nice. But he she's not British. He's not thinking he's getting like a British port. Vintage. <laughs> there we go. Australian. Okay, so he knows what's up. 
Yeah, he's that's right. He's been waiting for this pint. This but, fifth. I bet it tastes like Foster. See? I could do this movie. Uh, he will like it. He will like the taste of this blood. It'll be full-bodied and rich. It will have a pleasant aftertaste. It's, uh, you know, he, he, he will uh, treasure it. Blood shake. What's the prime minister? Is the prime minister going to come in now? Stop this. I command you. <laughs> What's going on in this movie? Uh, they're draining Dane Edna's blood. Go, prime minister. I'm prime minister. Stop draining Dane Edna's blood. Take. All right, you said it. What I do. Yeah, here it is. He's going to take a taste. He's going to love it. Slurpity slurp. I got nothing to say. Slurp, it. slurp, slurp. Uh, full body. Full body. body. I want that too. Yeah. So he's going to leave her in the basement? Yeah. And then Barry's going to save her? Well, no. She's going to stay down there stuck. And she's going to start calling out, you know, that pig thing, when uh -huh. you attract a pig. I don't get why. Eventually, they will go and save her, but it's going to take a long time. Huh, might as well stop and have a beer first. So that's just blood. There's nothing mixed in there. You know, the actor improvised this beer drinking scene. Originally, it wasn't in the script. Well, how about that part? It's just like that he just improvised. Yeah, you know what? My character is gonna have a beer right now. He just passes out. It's tricky having a camera on a spiral staircase. You don't want to trip. As Why a is this guy man. always dressed so well? Panama uh, Panama suit, right? I suppose this was the day and age for that, right? Yeah. Back when people wore suits and bow ties and hats. He and, be uh, a gangster back then. I'm just a gangster vampire. Please. Yeah. I mean, look at that guy. He, yeah. He, Mr. Now he starts no to lie and say that uh, he wants to be an Australian. He wants to be a taxi driver in Sydney without a care. And they will reject him and throw him over the edge. What about the television production? Yeah, this, the first movie was better. There he goes. Whoa! Whoa! He's saying, I want to be an Australian. It's not funny. You were supposed to throw the mannequin out. That was his <laughs> last words. Right. You idiots, I'm not the mannequin. You can't do that in Wales or Paris. You have to go to Transylvania, throw a mannequin out of a castle. And get away with it, definitely. Yeah. Their manacle laws are much more lax. lax. They are draining her? Go to www. Does the dog. Does the mannequin die? <laughs> you know, like the most requested movie on Does the Mannequin Die? Uh, cry.com is uh, Mannequin. It's well, Mannequin, not Mannequin 2. No, Mannequin 2 is, uh, is second. Right. Third is uh, My Own Private Idaho mannequin with Keanu three. Reeves. 
good one. Five was uh, Kevin oh. Costner in Waterworld. <laughs> okay, now Barry's not Barry. Uh, Kevin's wife is like off the beaten path, and she'll go, "Oh, excuse me, may I please speak with that creepy Dracula guy?" Uh oh. Because he's going to eat him. Diners Club reference. Gosh, she's hot. Well, there goes the women. <laughs> stop. Stop eating our guests. She's giving him a ni- her a nice hug. <coughs> oh, is that what's happening, Dad? Now look. Panties. Wait, wait. Watch her it. panties. Look, um, look. Oh, yeah. See that? Uh-huh. Full crotch. You see it? That's hot. Is my I'm I watched that eighteen times. Right. So when you said you've seen this movie three times, you just really kind of fast forward the second and third time. <laughs> I go right to the fanny yeah. crotch shot. This could be. Uh, no, this is my fourth time seeing this. I saw it legit three times, and um, I don't know. It's Six. it's curse you, Mike Spiegelman. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, well, you know. Even the rest of Australia in the seventies has watched it multiple times. <laughs> sure, you guys think this movie was on like every hour on on cable, Australian cable, or Australian Probably. blockbusters? Surprised this movie is not on Disney Plus. Okay, now we have the final confrontation. Finally, looking for a relative, are we, you colonials? And the again, the movie misses its mark because this isn't English versus Australian or something like that. You know, we have this weird side story to Transylvania. I don't know. You mean to Transylvania? Yeah, they they play that up too. Yeah, I think it's because back then the film industry was all about vampire movies and it was all about kung fu movies and it was all about and you know Barry had a leg up and they just took some. They made a reference to sharks. This, they wanted to make this movie, The Transylvanians, because there was only the one Barry Humphrey, so they had to stop at one. But now they can, now they can do the count. One Barry Humphrey. <laughs> 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 right, they Two the... Barry Humphrey. Now, what about Barry McKenzie? How many are there? Well, there's Kevin and Barry. One. One Barry McKenzie. One McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Two Dane Edna's, not really. Okay, now we'll have the lamest defeat of him ever. Um, Kevin will realize he if he just puts a cross. Right, that's what I'm saying. He's a fucking priest. Right. Oh, that's the last straw. He shot the fosters off that guy's hand. That's the last straw for an Australian. So he will fashion a cross out of fosters, and that will make. Dracula burn up and turn to a skeleton. I don't know why. I don't know. He just says, um, here, here, spits on him. Uh, that's holy water. Shit. There he is. He built it. It's a beer bong. That's right. This is beer bong. This water pipe. Oh, Donald Pleasant's finally out of this picture. Bye. Yeah, that's right. No, Donald, there's one more scene. No, technically a Foster's cross with yeah, right. my character. I'm out of here. <laughs> my contract clearly states I am out of here. No, no, there's one more fight. I don't think so. That oh, should be that, a flaming skull. So he just turned into a skeleton right there? Yeah. 
So many amazing fish. I was expecting like fire and all that. Wow. Yeah. And he has to drink the beer. No, they hiss. They go oh, hiss, is... and they cower. Hiss when you show like a cross to a vampire. Right. And then you go back off, and like the horde kind of goes. Totally unrealistic. So, Dane Edna's crying suey. Somebody heard. Right. Babe, Babe's farmer. Dame Edna saves the day, huh? Let's go down this staircase. Let's use the staircase one more time. This is Winterfeld. Don't you see Winterfeld? Game of Thrones here? Oh, I haven't seen it. Have we got time for this stereotype? I am stereotype. I'm telling you, those kung fu movies, they had to throw it in. Do they have the sound effects in full effect? Boing. Yeah, that'd be great. Boing. And that would be perfect for this film because it's so ungrounded. No, we just get fights. Barry just called him a slant eye. What's going on? Whoa! Whoa. Did you see that fight, guys? Yeah. I think she had some sort of accident. Because her butt had a crack yeah. right down the that, middle. That was, that, wait, the, the underwear was her? Whoa, yeah. but this guy's flexing. Wow. Remember, Carl, when you woke up at the crack of dawn? Man, your wife Sandy was pissed. She was pissed. Who is Dawn? I that guy looks a a fam- like a familiar actor I've seen. Pow, 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 pow. Oh, Rock no. him, sock him, robot. I feel a ladder trick. Did he punch him in the penis? He just punched him in the penis, huh? Yeah, that was a cheap shot. That, yeah. It's easier in the cargo shorts and the white you, socks. You don't see that these days. I will attack you penis style. He didn't have to do that. He wow. didn't have to punch him in the penis. You know, tickle his balls, maybe. Yeah. Well, this is it. The movie's over. This guy just kicks the cast and crew's ass for the last five minutes. How will they defeat this kung fu guy? Not, you know, she's taking on the whole crowd, isn't it? Don't tell me Barry knows kung fu. Now Dane Edna does die. She passes away. And it'll be very tough on Barry. Yeah, what a way to end the comedy. There she is dead. I would do a trick be like, hello, I'm your theater manager. Would you like to drink Dana this blood? It's available at the concession stand. Yes. <laughs> it's red and frothy, full body blood. Tastes like um, Australia. Foster. Oh. Oh, he sprayed beer what? Foster's on him. That's oh, how he no. So uh, Foster's beer gets rid of uh, martial arts guys? Yeah. Completely believable. Nice. All right, guys. We got to go back to the liquor store and get more beer. Yeah. <laughs> so you could just drink Poor a lot of Fosters Edna. and, like, spit She's on them. She's the producer the of the film. And... Oh, the blood's going back into her body. Yeah, I don't know that that's really the way life works, that she'll just it wake up again. You can see, but in this you movie, can see the blood go into her face. It oh, starts she's in the coming bottom, back. She's not dead. And the color comes back. 
Yeah, I'm fucking high as fuck with that blood transfusion. Yeah. Self transfusion. Why is this place on fire? I forgot what happened. I don't know actually why is the place on fire. Yeah. Well, when did that happen? Wait. When they told the the crew there's no such thing as a uh, Transylvanian Union. I'm just picturing my <laughs> workplace on fire. Uh, d- d- yeah. Actually, the British unions, when they were filming this movie, were really pissed off that it was all Australian filmmakers. You know, the crew came from Australia. And wow. Lights, gaffing, camera, c- continuity, everything. They had a big time. Okay, so here they are the in the cock. bar, and they're going to make a toast. To um, Mackenzie's, uh, Carl the Carl the Frog, the Australian right. who died, and Barry will keep it a secret that he was like a spy. There's his his centerfold. Right. Hey, Baza, check this out, mate. So you think this is like Jet Magazine, where they would have a centerfold of Barry? It's <laughs> a horrible picture. Jet Magazine was much classier than this. This, yeah. this was called. Um, Jet Lag magazine? Jet, jet Set. set. Jet, jet, set. set. Jet, jet Lag is afterwards. Right. Yeah. So they're saying he died by the cobra, the, the snake. Right. Hey, all right. Everything's turning up Barry. Yep, everything's turning up Barry. We're going to end this action adventure with a newspaper heading. <laughs> We're cheap. Another government hidden agenda, huh? I think the cheapest way to end the movie. With Foster's beer, yeah, it's only yeah. the cheapest way. A little better than Budweiser, though. I think their budget went to the beer. Foster's is okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I would, yeah, better than Budweiser. Well, Budweiser, if you shake it. Oh, there's Pan Am, which reminds me, I have yeah, to call them. Yeah, that cool Pan yeah. Am Airlines. Pan Benjamin Am Airlines. There we go. Yeah, Sydney. Look, there's story. Oh, there's the Egg Factory. Of course, from Look, Mr. there's Acton. Bayonne, New Jersey. That's Jersey City. Yeah, there's the Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Oh, there's Hoboken. You can see that off the side. Right. Oh, there's uh, Cherry Hill. You can Governor's see Island. Jersey you Shore. See Cherry Hill from there. <laughs> Look, the Jersey Shore. Oh, shit. I can't even see all that, but it makes me thirsty. Look, you can see the Sopranos home. Hey, now, you guys are is admitting she once slept with the Prime Minister, and he's like, get out. And now we're going to yeah. meet the Prime Minister. Biggest now look, remember she got off the beaten path and was bitten by the vampire? Right. Now we'll find out that she is now a vampire. Yeah. Why did she fly then? Can't be, like... Look at how the... The plane, 747, is the exact same plane we're flying today. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. The only thing broke is Pan Am Airlines. Long gone. Let's say Edna Long Average. Gone. Oh, and the... Yay. Yay! You're not, you know, humble Barry McKenzie. You're an international star. Well, they, they care more about it. Oh, there you go. There's the Prime Minister and his yeah. wife. Mrs. Minister. Thank you for stooping this low. That's Carl. Right, with the bread on top. I love the first movie. Well, I'm sorry you're you're bad. (laughs) Mr. Prime Minister, my apologies about this film. Arise, Dave Enda. Yeah. Yeah. God, Dave Enda's remember forever. 
he kissed the prime minister, the first lady. Hey, all right. Well, as the uh, Reds Grundy production logo hits the screen, that means we finally yep. made it to the end. Oh, I think they're still talking. To Barry McKenzie takes a left turn, holds his own. <laughs> oh, here's Thank a couple. There's to. Carl's uh, grave. A moment That's of, right. Uh, please rise. He requested his faggot uh, fuck his corpse. <laughs> but they said this is as far as they'll go. Barry McKenzie. Barry McKenzie. Oh, Alibaba was my favorite. Alibaba. Well, Alibaba. Luke, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, I know uh, Dame Edna, but that's, uh, I guess I don't remember Dame Edna. That's like a while back, but it, uh, some of it feels relevant. Yeah. Uh, there was some called uh, Sir Les. Paterson, does that ring a bell? Uh, Probably. Pat, Patterson or didn't Dame Edna go by other names? Barry Humphreys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Barry Humphreys was his real name, and he had many characters on English TV. A bit most famous being Dame Edna. And there's the dead guy hogging up all that stage time. Right? He's dead. Get off the stage. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Carl, how come I get five minutes and the dead guy gets seven? That's not fair. What, yeah, what a performance this dead guy gives. Yeah. It was neat to see Donald Pleasant. Yeah, you think that was a uh, pleasant experience? Ah. Oh, thank God. Well, we wrap it up here as we bum-rushed 4th of July doing a live sh uh, impromptu show here at the wonderful Mutiny Radio Theater. There's going to be a live comedy show here in the studio at 6 o'clock. Uh, so come on down to 25th, 21st in Florida here in the Mission District of San Francisco. Or keep listening. Uh, and uh, if you are, and, you know, next Sunday, make a day of it. Next Sunday, we are going to be playing the show we promised this week. And are we? We're are not we? coming back for another live? Well, we could. Yeah, you want to just keep bumping it? I already wrote to Steve. I don't know. Yeah. We could have two extra episodes, that would mean. All right. Okay, sounds good. We'll be back live. Sorry, Luke. Uh, we'll be back live next <laughs> Sunday uh, before I... I... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be here. I'll pass. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll listen and all that. I mean, I'm here, so your next show, boom, right. I just listen. We had a guest host, uh, a guest on, on this show that we bumped, and I wrote to him as pure comic style. I said, I bumped you this week, but you'll be on next week. Oh, then we better do No, it. no, I'll Count. just I'll just write to him saying, sorry, man, I have to bump you again, but I promise I'll put you on next week. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just keep on doing that until we need to put that show on. All right, well, <laughs> you just think you tell telling him each week. Yeah. Or Steve. Steve was great. What's the name of his podcast? Uh, Maison Movie, Movie Club. Luke, can Luke. you tell us about your show and uh, where people can yeah. find you? Oh, yeah, yeah, right here. MutinyRadio.fm. Sundays, noon to two. And, uh, yeah, wait, yeah, Sundays. So it's every Sunday. What's really happening? That's yeah. the name, right? I, I just... Yeah, tell us about the show. I, You know, I just have anyone I find interesting on, bring them in the studio and see what happens. A, a lot of times I hear people say, I didn't know what to expect. But uh, it seems really cool. And then they say, I still don't know what to expect, but that was cool. <laughs> so, well, like for uh, today, you had a couple guests in the studio, and they talked about uh, uh, just different topics. And 
you, you well, last life. week was a really cool band. Yeah, last week you had a rock band. Thing. Oh, y'all heard that? You know yeah. what? I had them on uh, the, the last place I was at. I had them on twice, and uh, I, I thought I should interview them. Uh, and this, and I realized they didn't really want to talk much at times. They were kind of antsy. So then I realized I just want you guys to play the whole time. That's it. Just, just rock out. Yeah, no, they definitely rocked out, but uh, yeah, they did some inner song banter, but you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I throw well, some the in there, and then guy, oh, one guy. Yeah, the one guy was really talkative and had great uh, opinions and views. He had a scratchy voice. I forget who it was. Uh, oh yeah, it's Metalhead. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, we should mention Luke, uh, Luke that Carl and I got into an argument. Carl being a performer. Because uh, he was like, yeah, I listened to him, but that guy's mic wasn't up. I'm like, fuck that guy and his stupid <laughs> mic. There's a fucking U, a VU meter, and it goes red. And that's yeah. it. That's as far as it goes. So if you hit red, that's as far as it goes. So really Oh, yeah, yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted it's a fire. Some dirt, yeah. But, yeah, I didn't really it's, know how to. Yeah, because I heard it, and that's I, I that's all that it matters to me. You're being heard. Just as far as I can yeah. go. Yeah, right. Mike yeah. won that argument. I did because I heard it on the podcast. And I also heard this guy said, hey, "Can you put? Can you put? I don't hear me." And that's the thing too. I have my mom listening. Uh, that way, I have someone from the outside and no has to f- be forced to listen because I, I pay her rent. Uh, so, <laughs> so she says, "Okay, this person's being heard." I have her listen to some painful things sometimes on purpose. Nice. You know, I'll talk about sex and all that. Just to see how much she'll listen. You know, well, very cool. Well, on, on that note, I think we should uh, uh, wrap up. So check out what really happens. Uh, yeah, noon and two. Do you have sudden. a podcast name that people can? What's really happening? What's really happening? Yeah, that's what that's what it's called. Yeah. So what's really happening? Go ahead and f- type in your podcast if you. But make a Sunday of it. Listen to Luke and then listen to us. Luke, great to have you on the show. Uh, you guys yeah. have a happy Fourth of July. We are gonna bail out next week's movie. We'll we'll, we'll tell you when it hits live. But uh, yeah, I gotta we, figure that yeah, out. Yeah, we gotta figure it out. But if you wanna watch more, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, it's called LWAFLMOYT. We sync our podcast with the movie, so you can watch them at once, and then you can write a comment saying, "Those guys, I couldn't watch the movie." Yeah. Yeah. Keep quiet. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, Carl. Uh, thank you, audience. Thanks. Thank you, Carl. Thank you for watching this movie four times and researching it. You we bet. will talk to you guys soon. Take care. All right, good times. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> you uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full-length movies. Let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. See you next time. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 
1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Looking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a of swimming through a sea of podcast of are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a patter well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent. Five yeah, percent right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, let's watch full length. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month.
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. I up here. And I started to do some thinking. And on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday, noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
those who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage in the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Chattering deep into the light, bright webbings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the Anchor.fm platform from the labs of AquaQ. Anchor.fm is available for iOS and Android. Brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty-free music and sound effects that make you sound from the Radiophonic Workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve. Available everywhere. Podcasts are free. Just do the queue. Eddie like the truck's top bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again. And by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all around roundness of all city the velo kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chip away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dew drops bonders a muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for. If that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. She flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side. You know? Well, for the... Shoot. I lost another one. 
That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too. Funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we 